Welcome to Resume Storyteller with Virginia Franco, bringing you interviews with industry experts and regular folks who tested the job search waters and succeeded, and strategies to tell your story and land your job interviews in 60 days, guaranteed. Here's your host, Virginia Franco. Hey guys, I am so excited to have with me today career consultant Swetaregmi. She is the founder and CEO of Teach and Do, a career consultancy that works to ease the difficulties of job seekers. She pairs her corporate hiring expertise and a deep understanding of what employers want to help laid off career professionals and newcomers to Canada. Sweta's own story is one of a really explosive career growth and a great deal of practical experience. It includes roles in fast food, a factory, sales, um, and she evolved to become a hiring manager at Top Bakes. She also has personal experience uh, being laid off and bouncing back. She's written nine ebooks and co-authored 21 Resilient Women that's available right now through Amazon. And lastly, she is the host of the Teach and Do YouTube channel. So, Sweta, thank you so much. I've been a fan of yours for quite a while. Um, so I'm just thrilled to have this chance to talk to you one-on-one. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And, uh, you know, I'd rather be here than somewhere else out there. <laughs> I'll talk to an expert such as yourself. I've been uh, your fan as well forever. Oh, thank you. So you heard me give a quick overview of the myriad of titles that you have held over the years. I would love to know more about how you came to, you know, came to where you are today and and discovering your passion for helping job seekers. Absolutely. Thanks for asking that. So I think majority, uh, you gave it away already, but I think my process started uh, self-discovering myself right after my layoff that happened. So I was in the corporate world for more than 12 years uh, in a leadership role. And when I got laid off, um, it was really hard for me to bounce back. And I think that's when people don't realize that you really have to have those uh, plan in place. And I didn't have none because I was one of those who was homegrown, promoted based on my merits and stuff. I did go with the interviews and stuff like that, like, you know, resume and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never had to go out there and beat the bot, you know? (laughs) So I think that was the first thing that I missed. Um, Although I was hiring manager, all those resumes were given out to me and I completely missed that part. And I think I had to reflect back. A lot of rejections. So I took a break for a couple of months and I traveled. I volunteered back home in Nepal to teach and I had sponsors and kids and I walked mountains like without the boat. Uh, for a bit. I, I took like one-way ticket. I said, this is it. I'm going to go um, do some soul searching before I head back to the workforce. So I think I was kind of running away from rejections, to be honest. I was my, my self-esteem was really, really low. I was not confident. I felt like I was nobody without the title. I would stop attending like networking with my family and friends. I was not looking forward to it. So it was kind of like... Um, I was kind of like going into that stage of mental health. So I ran away. So I had two kids and I left them beside my family here in Canada. And then I said, I'm just going to go and meet my sponsor kid and see like, you know, how are they doing? I want to be in a different part of the world. So I took it. 
I, and then I stayed there for a couple of months and I did volunteer and everything. And I, when I came back, I was completely different person. I wanted to go back to like, you know, nonprofit sector, but there was so much challenges because you needed those experience and everything. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, you know what? I want to be comfortable and keep on looking for nonprofit. I want to do something really meaningful. Right. So I, I, and then I developed the framework um, because I really had to reflect through who am I, what's my niche and whatnot. So I didn't have any plans. So it took me a while to develop the framework. And that's when I got passed through the ATS and like, you know, I built my brand and I got multiple offers to the point that um, I had to drop down some interviews as well. So the program worked and then I got into the corporate level again, fortune companies in the leadership role. Then after working there for a year, it was not me. I think something happened doing volunteering. I felt like this is not me. I totally want to do something really meaningful so I can sleep in peace. So I literally walked out of the bank on Friday and I took like a couple of weeks off to think it through because I was running through in my mind, like my framework and everything. I was thinking, what am I going to do next? And then I emailed my VP. I said, I'm not coming back. <laughs> Thank wow. you. So I resigned. <laughs> I resigned without securing any other job, but I kind of had an idea like what are my transferable skills from this to where I want to go. So and that's when I literally launched and officially teaching you just last year. Technically, even the company was founded like um, five years ago because I wanted to do something meaningful, but I had no idea I was helping newcomers on the side already. And then I was like, this is it. I want to define my niche. And I want to go into this market. Um, I tested it out and a lot of people got hired. And I was like, I think I'm really good at it. I'm much needed out there. And that's how my journey literally officially started last year. And that was all wow. through LinkedIn. I'm surprised you didn't call the um, company Beat the Bots because you developed sort of that best practice framework. That's quite a story. I had no idea. Um, yeah. So you really can identify with sort of that that mental health low point that people people are going through. Um, Absolutely. And it's in mass right now. Yeah, it is. And that's when I like, you know, I feel and that's the reason that my niche market right now I chose was newcomer because A, I was newcomer in Canada like 20 years ago. I can connect. I was student here. I can connect with them as well. Like how is hard is it to go back? And I can connect as a laid off worker, like, you know, who was in company forever, right? Like who knew ins and outs. Right. And I struggled. So I was like, okay, this, these are the people they need my help. Yeah. Well, and you know, I'm in the US, but I work with enough peak job seekers in Canada as well, that the the problems they face are the same. The, the strategies that I recommend are the same. Um, so yeah. I think anything, you know, all of your advice will resonate with, with both audiences. Um, so, you know, we, especially when the layoff is unexpected, which happened to you, you know, you, it sounds like you were really blindsided. You've explained, I, you know, so perfectly how... It can really take its toll emotionally. Um, I'd love to hear what you recommend as sort of a first step that someone should take to catch their breath and regroup. You know, is it go somewhere else and soul search? Like what, you know, the, the, the path you took is very different from what other people often take. What, what, what do you feel like is sort of the best first step? Um, I think the first step I can speak for myself and a lot of people I work closely with the folks who are laid off. 
the first step is to just debrief and it was not your fault. The yeah. why me keeps on coming back and everyone I talk to, it's like, why me? Why do they have a job? And like, you know, me, I was let go. And first of all, you got to think about like, you know what, you are not rejected. You are not fired. My role was eliminated along with the other 10 people. And I kind of saw it coming, but I kind of wish that, you know, they gave me something else, but there was no fit. So I was like, right. okay, you know what? I'll get it. Right. And I was bored as well. I was fine with it. It didn't hit me so bad, but um, I think it does take um, everyone heals differently. And I, I've, I've seen people who are ready to go back up, like as if nothing happened. It they bounce back them. super quick. It's crazy. Some people are just, the time frames are very different. It is. And I'm like, you know, I, it took me a while to adjust it, even though like, you know, I had family support and everything, but like, you know, do what makes you feel like who you want to be. Cause I told my mother, I said, you know what, listen, I want to sleep in until like, you know, afternoon, can you go and pick up my kids? And please, I'm not ready to go and do my house chores yet, be a housewife yet, or go pick my kids yet. Right. So you need to have that support. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. And I've cried like in front of mirror and just like literally bawled my eyes. It just comes out and just do it because you have to heal if you don't then it's going to come up in interview it's going to come up when you're doing networking like you know hatred's going to show up so you got to heal completely before you close and then close the chapter i think with a lot of late laid off people and then move on with networking that's when you got to put the strategy know what you want is the second step right the first honestly is healing it getting expert advice as attorney or legal like if you're paid properly and stuff like that and um, heal, heal, heal. And if you don't, then it's going to be very hard for you to move on. Close that chapter behind. I love that. Put that. So you're saying put, put the why me argument to rest so that the emotions don't come out in networking interviewing. Because you're right. You can, I mean, I hear it when I talk to clients all the time, they are, they're still processing the pain. And, yeah, and, um, that, and that's, it's not that's a good look really- when you're interviewing, right? You want to, you want to appear neutral on that topic. It comes out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it <all> comes out. <laughs> no, such good advice. Um, you know, you, and I read through your, your, you know, I follow your posts and, and you, you always talk quite a bit about developing a marketing plan after layoff. And, and you said yourself that you didn't have one. Um, what is, what's in a marketing plan? It's, uh, I'm glad that you asked that, you know, um, <laughs> when I work with clients and show them what marketing plan looks like, they're like, is, is this a thing? I never knew. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, apparently it is because, you know, I didn't have one. So I completely get you kind of thing. Right. <laughs> and I think marketing plan is something that based on the framework I develop is I didn't have anything. So I was like, you know, a little background is I did uh, banking and banking. I did deposit. I did mortgage. I managed like people in deposit side, mortgage side and quality and coaching. Like, you mm-hmm. know, my niche was not identified because I could do it all. And I was so confused. Like, what do I want to do? Right. First, the path was not clear. And I was so confused. I was like, I need to be good at something and shoot that in. And a lot of people don't have that because they no, feel like... Right. right. Like there's no, and I felt like, 
I was an employer and what would I think about it if someone actually applies for this and this and this, right? So I think a lot of, and right now too, a lot of people I work with, they are not clear on their strengths and weaknesses. So you know it and target the market and find out like if there are jobs out there. I mean, like there's no point if you targeting for a tent posting when there are like, you know, um, there are like, you know, hundreds of people applying for it, right? So know your niche, know your yeah. market, know the locations. Are you willing to travel? What are what is it that you are willing to give up uh, in order to get to that? And then it's like it start. It's a first step that you know. As soon as I I identified like what I wanted, the first step is marketing plan to just you know put it on the process like the visualizing like what do you want? What are you good at? Who are the recruiters? Is there a headhunters? Like you know identifying the targeted networks to everything. Put it down on paper because if you don't, you're not going to get it all. And then later on, once you once you do that, follow that path. Am I on the right track? Like, you know, stuff like that matters. And I didn't have that. Nobody has it. But you got to put it on plan and move along. And that's what the marketing plan I teach. And you know what? People are blown away. People are like, oh my God, this is something. There is something like this. And I'm like, yes, it is. So it includes, you know, these are the niches that I'm interested in. These are the companies that might make sense. Here are the people that I know and need to get to know. These are my deal breakers. You know, I can't commute across the country. I can't make $2 an hour. Like that, whatever those things are, that's, that's what you're saying is part of that marketing plan. Yeah, I like a okay. lot of it. And you can just build on based on the industry, a lot of it. You know, as so many things you can do. If you're clear on that step-by-step framework, then you know how to draft the resume. You know how to talk and interview. Like, you know, that starts right. from Right, you there. have that foundation. It starts with all that. That's where it starts. Exactly. Um. No, that makes perfect sense. And you're right, because if you go at it in the dark, then it, it just takes so much longer. Don't you get that too? Uh, yeah. You know, every time, like how many times people come to you and say, I want you to write the resume, like about what? Like, what What are your right. strengths? Like, right. I don't know, you tell me. And then you, you know, and like a lot of people feel like career coaching is counseling, but we don't counsel. And like, that's a counseling part. And you are actually uh, crossing the boundaries unless you have a license, right? And people feel like career coaching is like, you got to guide me where I want to be. Like, I don't know what am I good at. I'm like, you can, you can literally guide them, but you cannot be counseling and you're like, you know, I mean, so like a lot of people are not clear on that, but no, um, yeah. yeah. One of my, well, you know, Maureen McCann, um, she, she has a really good analogy where she says, it's like telling someone to build a house when you're like, well, do I have $2 million to do it or 200,000? Do I have, do you want three bedrooms or seven? Like you need, you need those details. Exactly. Clear on it to get started. Um, so when people are starting from scratch, what do you, do you give sort of a rough estimate of the average length of the job search? Um, that question's been popping up so much more recently. I think just because COVID and so many people are, you know, their job searches are a little bit more urgent than they were before. What's your take on it? Um, I don't know. Maybe there are people out there like, you know, they're not going to like my answer. But my answer always been with my client and the other people. Like, I don't timeline that you should be getting a job by within 60 days, 30 days or like, mm-hmm. you know, or a year or something. Everybody's different. So I'm like, I've had client newcomers landing in Canada getting back-to-back offer within 20 days, right? But I'm not going to sell somebody on That's saying, not hey, the norm, right? Can- yeah, like you can land the job in 20 days as well. Everybody is different. There are hot jobs out there. There are jobs. It's 
really going to come in. And it depends on the city. It depends on are you a go-getter? Are you a good networker, introvert? There's so many things. So that's yeah. why I do the customized sessions and, um, you know, one-on-one fully. I don't do the group sessions at all. And um, I've learned uh, to just not say like, you know, it takes like, you know, one year or two years. You know what? Um, take your time. I mean, like if you, it's good to have a goal. I tell people, don't get me wrong. It's really good to have a goal that you want to get the job by like, you know, a certain time. But like, you know, if you don't meet it, what's next, right? Like, you know, always be willing to actually do your work, give it your hundred percent. And, you know, um, there's no guarantee you're going to get it in 20 days um, or you're going to get it in two years. Who knows? I was like unemployed for so many months, right? Well, like, you know, it takes a toll on it when people are saying, oh, I got it in 60 days. Like, it's like almost you're like, I used what? I'm a failure. But you know what I mean? So yeah. like, I think everybody's different. Uh, get the support, um, be self-aware, what's working, what's not working, tweak it accordingly. And everybody's different. So I don't think you like that answer, but my answer is always... No, I do. I mean, what I hear you saying is don't compare yourself to other people because there's so many variables. Exactly. That's whole like thing. Whenever I see like, you know, I can guarantee you a job in this, I'm like, oh my God, you can go there, right? I'm I don't know what happens when I teach you what happens. Like, you know, after that, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna apply the full technique the way I taught you? Like, you know, we gotta revisit it, right? Yeah. Right. No, and I think that it it you shouldn't compare yourself to others, but you do need to have that self-awareness to say it wouldn't hurt to talk to someone who got their job in 20 days to evaluate their process and see how it compares right. to yours and see if there's something that you are doing to make things take longer than they might otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah, no, agree. Um, so we see a lot about, you know, network, network, network. Um, but so many people have neglected their network because they were really busy with other things and, you know, and now they realize that they need it. You recommend they go about rebuilding it. I feel like that's a touchy subject for people because they feel bad that they've let relationships go. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you asked that question because I had the challenge. And I think I can speak for those people who are like, you know, currently employed and that you totally overlook on networking outside because I was working in the bank. I knew everyone within the industry, within the banking industry, within the same company for like so many years, right? You were really networked there, right? network only there and you don't even think about like connecting with the people outside because they're like you want the job you want the promotions you got to network within but you never like you know think about like you know what happens after if I do want to get out of, out of here and people tend to forget that and I was guilty of that so the way that it worked for me was I mean um, I know LinkedIn is a professional platform but I revisited everybody on like you know whoever I had on like you know my personal platform like you know you know luckily they were on a Facebook some of them were on the Twitter right like I was on LinkedIn but I was kind of like lurker so I started like building my existing pool of network who I already knew like who moved out from the company or someone that I really trusted, they could guide me. So I started like same thing, just the way that I know I'm building the relationship with Facebook. I see pictures, liking, commenting, hey, how's it going and stuff like that. And um, offline on like messages on a Facebook and they would come like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, um, you know what? Um, Do you still work there? And I wanted almost them to ask me instead of me telling them I'm looking for a job. That's the approach I took. Um, never once went in on my personal Facebook and said, Hey, do you have a job? Or like, I try to build the old relationship, patching it up. Um, And then 
couple of times talking to them and then let them ask you, what are you up to? That's when you hit them with, oh, I'm looking for this, this, this. I was laid off. And they're like, oh, sorry. And I'm like, and and you know, when you talk to the people, you know who are going to be supporting you, who are, are, are going to go like, you know, above and beyond for you. You would know it and stick to them and take it offline to LinkedIn platform. Um, that's what I did. It worked yeah. for me. With the, again, existing relationship, right? New, building a new relationship is a whole different framework. But existing one is to make sure that you show up for them when they're posting anything. Be genuine about it though. So did you take the, I like the strategy of, you know, let's see what other social media I'm on, on a personal level. So take your Facebook connections. Did you then ever sort of make those people your professional connections on LinkedIn so that yes. so, friends um, of friends kind of thing could happen? Yes. So I, I started from Facebook, people that they moved uh, from like, you know, my old company to somewhere else where, you know, they were on the role, leadership role where they were able to like guide me or provide me the referral again, like be focused on quality. I mean, you know, what kind of people you're going to yeah. get, but, you know, so focus on quality. So I targeted the hiring managers within the industry and everything and took it offline and LinkedIn. I'm like, Hey, you're on LinkedIn or like, yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn as well. So, and then, you know, that way it's like, oh, by the way, I'm looking and there's, um, you know, because you built that relationship already, that's like, oh, there's a posting happening. Do you know anyone in that branch? And they're like, I'd love to refer you, right? But you have to have a built-in reputation already for them too, because that's their reputation line. Why would someone actually refer you, right? You have to have that before you actually start asking for favor, to be honest. No, I agree. But I love it. So go to your personal networks and try to move those people to this professional platform. But then I hear you saying also the social media is not where these, these more meaningful discussions need to happen. It's where they begin, but then take them off that platform and launch real conversations. Yeah. Like, you know, with existing that worked out better for me, uh, with the, like, you know, non-existing when I had to, I even like what happened was after I moved from Toronto, like, you know, because of personal need, my husband was working in the different, um, different city. He used to travel. So I was like, right after laid off, okay, there's nothing for me to do in Toronto because he lives in Sudbury. I'm going to go move with the kids. Right. So, because I wanted to be with the family. So I was like, okay. Um, so then it was even tough for me because I had to move to the brand new city, the small yeah and it's bilingual city and i'm targeting like in a nonprofit, and like you know because because i had a good framework it all worked out so later on i wanted to work with nonprofit, and then they literally um i built a connection within employment services because i wanted to really get out there and see what's out there before i take up this career coaching because i had that subconsciously in my mind so then i built a network i wanted to do the volunteering they're like hey can you work for us i was like really And I worked there yes. and I didn't like it. I, and there also, I quit on the spot. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're so funny. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, basically, I built a relationship, um, you know, offline and uh, and I, I know there are there are people we talk about it all the time. Well, information interview doesn't work. Coffee chat doesn't work. I'm like hell yes. I'm an example of it. Like I got a lot of those offers. I, right? Yeah, I've been. I mean, I never got a job applying through the old fashioned newspaper. It was always conversations. Inform. I don't think I called them informational interviews, but it was just exploration chats. That's what I used to call them. 
Yeah. And like, you know, people feel like, okay, well, information is going to, you know, that's going to take forever. I'm like, yes, it has to take forever because you're building relationship, right? Like, yeah, it take, right. Like, yeah. But they, they last you longer and they certainly take less time than applying to a million jobs online. Exactly. I think when it's all like, right now, hundred percent, it makes me laugh. You keep saying I left that job on the spot because I, I quit a job at Blockbuster Video in three and a half hours. Oh my God. This is not, I want to watch movie previews. I'm going to watch movies. And this is not going to let me do that. So, Um, you remember? I know I'm old. Yeah. I'm like, this is for the birds. I'm not doing this. So I quit. (laughs) Don't tell my kids that. Um, So, all right. Let's go back to the whole professional network thing. We talked about um, the people that you used to work with, your colleagues. Who else should be in your professional network? Um, you know, it's so funny you said that because when I lost my job, I had no career coaching, um, any, anyone in LinkedIn at all. I didn't even think this kind of thing existed. I, I, was, I had no idea this was a thing until <laughs> a, many years after I was writing stuff for free for people. Oh my God, you're so right. So this sort of happened to me. So when I got laid out, they offer a severance package and they offer the placement, a renowned one, reputed, very reputed, like, you know, placement. So I was like, I don't need this, you know? And then like a lot of people started taking it. They're like, I think you should go and check it out. I know we don't need it. We should go and check it out. And I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. And I sat in the group sessions. They have the group sessions for like, you know, all those leadership, like, you know, people and everything. So I looked at it and I'm like, is this a thing? <laughs> I was like, this is even a thing. I think on my mind, I was thinking like, oh, this is a thing I can do it with my eyes closed because I can do the mock interview. And she's like sitting down with me and get, like, you know, like training me for mock interview. I was like, oh, this is a thing. I do this really, right? <laughs> and then I think that was sitting on my like, you know, head all the time. But coming back to the professional network, I was like, uh, when I saw like, uh, when I was a job seeker, I had no idea there was network at all. So I literally was blindfolded. So this is why I was like reaching out to everybody, like, you know, on LinkedIn, not knowing how to reach out and LinkedIn mm-hmm. banned me. <laughs> you did? You, you The LinkedIn police got you? Yes. <gasps> and it was so hard. And I was like, I didn't realize why would they ban me? Like, you know, I was like, I'm sending invitations and I'm thinking, oh, I'm spamming. And I, it was not the right approach. So I've yeah. learned you learned everything the hard way okay so no spamming yes No, I got bad and they, oh my God, it was so hard to like, you know, get account back and they gave me back. And I said, I promise I had no idea. I'm not supposed to send invite, like, you know, a 75 invite per day. <laughs> right? But you know what? You're right. It's not common knowledge. And if you're a go-getter that, you know, I remember people saying pre-LinkedIn, go send out hundred, hundred letters or hundred emails. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then I learned it and I was like, okay, it's not about like, you know, quantity, you got to be, so that's why I put every, that's why I, I, I said my slogan itself in my company is I teach do's and don'ts. There you so go. Everything yeah. I, everything I teach is like, don't do what I did. <laughs> you gotta do what I did. So it's like, so anyway, long story short, like, you know, the professional networks, um, I had nobody like just outside um, LinkedIn, to be honest. I got all the offers, all the multiple offers through LinkedIn uh, from strangers, <laughs> not from referral. <laughs> all wow, strangers. really? Oh my gosh. All through the information interviews, uh, brand new. Well, you made, but you made strangers become relationships. Yes. And that works. If you do it right, you know, it works. So like, I had no professional network except the people who are willing to go and recommend me. Yeah. So in terms of who was in your network, then you went to, you targeted people at companies or organizations that you were interested in. Is that right? <laughs> 
Yes, it was all strangers. So I had a list of people, again, going back to the marketing plan, I had a list of people. I used to stalk them. <laughs> so the Quietly, there. yes. Quietly. And then, um, so I, I, so one thing that show, like one thing that I was never afraid of was reaching out to CEOs of companies, CFO and VP. I would straight go to VP. I would straight go to people. My boss is boss. Let's put it that way. Straight. So one level above, like a skip level. Okay. Yeah. Skip level. And I want them to vouch for me. That's how I got the job actually in nonprofit. I went to VP straight in employment services. I want to do this. I want to do this. She introduced me. I asked for a coffee chat. She introduced me to a bunch of managers. Because who's going to say no to your boss, right? Yes. And then she's like, gave me all the scoop. And then I built relationship with her through LinkedIn, stranger, by the way, different city. And then I'm going to volunteer. And then she called me for coffee chat. And next week they're like, I know you want to volunteer, but can you please work for us? It was not even the job that I wanted. It was one step, like, you know, higher they offered me. And I worked there. So I was like, I okay. love that. That my takeaway is do your homework, use LinkedIn as the world's greatest CRM and figure out who your boss's boss would be at the kinds of companies you want to work with. She sold me. Like, you know, she sold me in front of like, you know, to her direct yeah. report. So like, you know, I was like, okay, this thing works. And that's all framework I teach because everything that worked for me might not work for anyone else, but like, you know, the frameworks can be same, yeah. but you gotta keep it accordingly, right? I love that. I love that. Um, so in terms of executing on the marketing plan, what kind of a schedule, either daily, weekly, do you recommend for someone who's job searching when they have been laid off? So what does their day look like? A day? <laughs> My day used to look like full-time job, to be honest. Like really? Okay. Um, I like, I remember, so one thing that I actually, the hack, actually, I learned it myself, which I applied on it. That seemed to be working. And I tell my clients to do that as well. So, um, so no one, the company literally posts the job, you would kind of have an idea. Cause I work in that world that, you know, I was a hiring manager. We had a specific day, the posting would be coming out and we would have like, you know, where it's going to be showing up first, right? Like, you know, company website or ended or LinkedIn. So figure mm-hmm. that out. And for that, you need to know, you need to do the research. And right after that, there's two ways to go at be on first 10 applicant, like, you know, be right away, like, you know, normally um, do it. The job posting normally comes out around Thursday or Friday with, you know, the company it depends on the industry, go on there and just go shoot it and sleep over it on a weekend and like, you know, follow up and like do stuff like that with the hiring manager. But at the same time, you should not be waiting for job posting anyway. You should right. be doing beforehand but if it falls to the crack and you feel like you know this is a job i want then know where they're going to post it be the first one to go ahead and do it do you feel like within that first 24 hours that's the best window yeah, because some of it depends on the hiring manager. I feel like, um, and I'll share one thing that people feel like, and a lot of people come back to me and say, oh, but Swara, there's like 500 applicants. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? You know how to write the resume. You've done everything. So you can get it. Because what happened was at Teaching Do, I posted for, for some job and like, you know, more than like 200 people applied. And because of ATS that LinkedIn has, only three people I found was the right fit. And it was all based on the filtering system I set mm-hmm. it up at the back. 
And so, and then I tell, I tell people like, you know, don't be like, you know, don't be, don't pull yourself back just because you see the applicant because they don't know how to write the resume. They won't fall into that bucket, but now you know how to write the resume. I've taught you, you're going to fall in that bucket, but before you do that, you still have to do these kind of stuff, right? So it's not about like, you know, the numbers they see, don't be alarmed with it. Go ahead and apply because right, now you they know could be 480 numbers. really bad fits, right? Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't even, as a hiring manager, I've seen the tool, like, you know what, if it doesn't fall, ATS does not reject it, but like, you know, it doesn't, you know, fall into the fit bucket. So, um, and um, employers, biggest companies, they have a mandate to go and see all, all, all the applications, right? Like when something comes up in my company, like, you know, I tell people, my admin, I want them to go and see everything because I'm a resume writer. Like, you know, I am not going to hold someone on resume only, but I'm willing to go. That's why whenever I post for job posting, I go like cover letter is the must. Yeah. <laughs> so, I want to go from that, right? So I give them chance. Um, but again, like, you know, it depends on the industry. Um, apply whenever you see it right away. Don't wait for it. Don't wait. Yeah. Yeah. No, agree. To include a cover letter, be one of the first 10. And But you need to know when, because companies do have habits, right? They have patterns. Where yeah, and when they're going to post. And you're right. I don't know if you know, I don't know if it's the same for us at all, but like, you know, in, um, there are rules in the place, some company, like, you know, in some company, what happens is if there's an expiry date on it, you cannot touch that. Like, you know, you have to wait until everyone actually, you know, uh, goes Before it through closes it and out. expires mm-hmm. and then they start the process. And some company they're like, no, uh, we got 10 people. I'm good to go. Some managers, like it happened. It happened yeah. to me. Exactly. Same job posting. I'm just applying. I'm getting rejected. Like, you know, it was when I was a job seeker and I figured it out i was like oh they got the like you know, it depends on the industry and managers as well some managers keep on waiting some managers like i got it i'm gonna move on with it right so you got to know no i think that's true and i also think that while the the job posting is being crafted a lot of times they're you know hiring managers are seeing who they know recruiters are looking um so you need to at, expect that there's already sort of a pre-qualified group as well um, yeah. so it's definitely behooves you to be one of those first because they're going to start interviewing right away because they've already got a, a group of people to begin with. So, Absolutely. You're so yeah. right. I forgot about that part. Like, you know, I know I was one of the job seeker. I wanted to go into this banking world and I applied and the posting came out. And later on, I found out the posting was taken away in two days, Virginia, two days, major yeah. bank global fortune company. I was so mad. I was like, I'm so qualified for this. I beat the ATS, right? And then I I found out that they hired someone internally who was actually acting as a manager. They just posted. Yeah, they had to post posting. because they needed a post. My husband's yeah. in banking and they call him and say, hey, the posting's coming out. So, you yeah. know, he's got a fast track to that. Um, so, no, there's so a lot, that, yeah, a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on. Absolutely. Um yeah. So in terms of addressing the gap um, when someone has lost their job, what are your, what's your advice or your strategy for addressing it in the resume and then also in the LinkedIn? Um, first of all, like, you know, I always tell people, don't try to like, you know, be accountable for it. Like, you know, be fully, like you be ready for it. How are you mm-hmm. going to answer it? Right. Like, you know, it's one thing to hide a resume. We all are a resume writer and we know how to do it. But like, you know, um, again, it's depends like what you're doing, right? Like the volunteering courses, there's a hack that we can put it together. But like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, they're going to notice it. And how are you going to, how are you going to talk about it? Right. Like, you know, that matters. So yeah. own it. Um, and 
for resume, obviously, we all do the same thing. I believe it's like, you know, volunteering courses and um, any membership, any board of directors for executive, like, you know, affiliations and certifications, whatever, you name it. As long whatever as you can do to fun. fill it in. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So we do that. But a lot of people don't know that either. But like, you know, that's where we're here for them. Right. Do you feel, do you do the same thing on LinkedIn? LinkedIn as well. Yeah. So uh, no, actually LinkedIn, I work it differently on LinkedIn um, because the LinkedIn actually, um, it, it needs to be optimized. So there is mm-hmm. a little bit of hacks like, and I work through it depends on the clientele and sure. industry. So there's the other way that I do it. Um, it could be similar, but again, it depends on executive versus entry level versus consultant. It applies like differently on LinkedIn. That, that's how I do it. So I don't know how other people do it, but it's not going to be same um, exactly from resume to LinkedIn for me. Right. Right. You're right. I'm with you because the keywords really can make a difference um, on link, on LinkedIn where you put them. So the optimization makes a, you have to factor that in. Exactly. Um, so you and I are both very active on LinkedIn. Um, what would you say are some of the main benefits of having a presence on LinkedIn and the benefits of engaging on the platform? Um, and, you know, and what I mean by engaging is posting, commenting, liking, um, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And what do you give advice to job seekers to, to, to do that, to engage on LinkedIn? Absolutely. And um, here, uh, here are my pet peeves when job seekers... Let's hear it. Pet peeves when job seekers... And I've been there, I know, desperate time, desperate measure. Yeah. And you feel like you, you are seeking for sympathy, you know. But there's a way to do it, right? Like, you know, posting the resume saying like, I've been like, you know, doing this forever. I'm not getting job. Like or share, post it, like, you know, stuff like that. I, whenever I see that, I cringe. I'm like, come on, you're not like, you know, I know you're desperate. I know some people are going to do it for you, but then you're not going to get a job Based on that, so like, let's talk about value added. Like, you know, how how do you help the company, right? So, um, if you weren't want to engage, uh, you want to engage in like, you know, right platform. By you're not there for followers. You're not there to get the leads. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, you know, going to mm-hmm. be very strategic about targeting your industry, targeting your niche. And I think we all, I, I think we're all aligned when it comes to like, you know, telling them what to do. Um, I think. One takeaway from, you know, former um, job seeker was uh, don't lurk. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's so hard because LinkedIn is kind of like, it has an algorithm, like personal. And people think that, and I get some clients like, you know, people think that, okay, well, if I write the post today and tomorrow and blah, 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 like, you know, what, why am I not getting results? Like, listen, personal branding takes forever. Like, have you seen slow this? snowball. Yeah. It's like, you know what, have you seen Coke and Pepsi overnight? No, they took so long to actually get into the market. They've worked so hard for it for you to know now, right? So you got to work hard for it. And I show them my example. Like, listen, like, you know, I started writing content every day from last July when I quit my corporate world and everything. I was like, I've had it. I'm going to go back to this because I was doing this for free without personally branding myself. And that was a huge lesson for me. I launched Teaching Do and I said, this is it. I'm going to do that I'm going to write every day to my audience. You know, I started with 500 connections and now I'm like 142 followers or something, 142,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And then I get in, like, I get invited to these, like, you know, podcasts such as yourself, an expert reaching out to me and everything. Did I see it coming? Because I just did what I could, right? Like, you know, continue. And I, my advice is continue. Build your passion, write it down. Someone somewhere is going to notice you. 
And that's not going to happen if you just like, but you got to have a value whenever you're commenting versus engaging, right? And don't be spamming, going there and <laughs> going there and put it on the post. Hey, I'm looking for a job. Do you have it? Like, you know, have some value, have some respect for yourself. Don't, don't dump the resume. The resume is really powerful. Like, why are you dumping it everywhere? Right. So like, you know, let's talk about the value. And I think we all can agree to it. LinkedIn is a great platform. Like, you know, I just started last year. I had LinkedIn account forever, but I was hugely active just last year. And um, I, that's my bread and butter. I don't spend a dime in marketing. Everything comes from LinkedIn for it's me. It's all just organic. Me. Yeah. Right. So I'm an example of it. And LinkedIn should pay me for this. <laughs> But what I hear you saying is you have to be targeted in who you engage with and what you write. Because people that, you know, I could go all day and comment on sports and I don't know, other things that might interest me. But if that is, I don't want to be known as a sports person. I want to be known, you know, as a writer. So I want to speak on topics that I know about and I want to comment and add insight with other people that are also speaking in that space. Um, so adding, don't just say great posts. You have to be, you have to be able to add some value. Um, but I do think, I know for a lot of people starting the writing is really, really intimidating. So I'm a huge fan of just start with insightful comments. It does, yes. It's not that hard to write two sentences, five minutes a day. Um, it is a lot harder to plan some thoughtful posts, but that's a good, to me, it's a good way to sort of test the waters. Absolutely. You're so right. And I'm like, glad that you brought that up, right? Like, you know, if you, and I'm like, I don't know, like, you know, I, it's coming from person. Listen, I was not born in Canada. I was born and raised in Nepal. And I had issues, ESL issues all the time. I talk about this now, like, you know, the insecurity. That's amazing. Your English is and so like, amazing. <laughs> so, and oh, thank you. I'll take that as a, you know, compliment because you have, you're a former journalist. So thank you. Uh. <laughs> Right. So, I mean, like in communication world, um, in leadership role, I was always underrated. Like if I was four, then like three, why communications, leadership skills, right? Like the, you know, communications and presentations and stuff like that. And I was thinking like, oh my God, I would never be able to write anything. I had to, when I'm writing emails, like in a leadership world, sending out to my direct reports, I would question myself and I'm like, you know, I'm comfortable sharing it right now, but it was so like, there's so much insecurity kicking in. I'm so sure I with it not being your native language. I didn't think about that. Yeah, it was not. And then I was like, always rated lower because of communication, always came in on a performance review. And then like, you know, I started writing on LinkedIn last year. I was like, forget about this grammar police. I am going to install Grammarly. <laughs> Grammarly, that's why I made Grammarly, exactly. And then I started writing Virginia. And I like, you know what, people, there are three people who approached me to write the book. I was like, really, really? And then I took on this one with Daisy Wright, who approached me to write the book and we just got it. 21 resilient women. Did I ever think a couple of years back that I'd be writing a book? Hell no. I couldn't even write one single email. Forget That's about incredible. the thing goes viral. Yeah. So I tell people, you know what? Uh, you got to kill your insecurity by overdoing it. I am an example of it. I go live. I do this. I'm like, you know, I stutter sometimes. My accent comes out, but so what? Focus on message. Well, and I, to me, you by letting that go, and just saying, you know what, if something is slightly grammatically incorrect, who cares? It Your voice is coming through. And I think that's more important on the platform than making sure that our, you know, our English literature teachers were happy with what we wrote. 
Um, they're probably going to be there. Like, you know, yeah, there yeah, there's people, people that, oh, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. You put the comma in the right place, all that stuff. So um, I get that, but that's, but when you let go of that, that's when your voice comes through, I think. Absolutely. And I, it's a, it's hard. And you know, you do this for a living resume writing. It's so hard. And I'm writing a resume. I'm teaching classes. I'm like, you know what? I didn't think I was doing this as an ESL person, not born in Canada. I always had insecurity and I'm, I always tell people do it. Like, you know, focus on message and it's going to come in more writing content. Do it, man, do it. LinkedIn is all about content. <laughs> yep. No, a hundred percent. So, all right. So you have your teaching. Do you launch this book? You have a lot of plates up in the air, balls up in the air. What is next for you in 2021? Um, I think a lot of people are not going to like it. Like those uh, are people. Who are, <laughs> so those are people who are going to say, well, she doesn't have a plan and vision and goal. Listen, life happens. I live every day. I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning or not. All I want is I want to impact people's life all over the world. That's why the Teach and Do was born. I quit the world. Good paying job. I was like a risk taker. I did not know I would be quitting. I did not know I would be laid off for God's sake, right? I would know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I just want to do something meaningful when I die then people should be saying wow she was something versus oh I'm glad that she's dead and that's my motto and um, I'm not looking for like million dollars I'm not looking to be a billion I'm just looking to impact people's lives that's all is next for me I love so don't plan too far out just be intentional meaningful and whatever you do try to make it impactful isn't that what it is, uh, Virginia? Like, you know, at, at the end of the day, you want to sleep well thinking that, oh, because of me, someone got the job. Someone was able to have a basic needs. Is that, isn't that why we're no, here? No, it's true. And, you know, every time I've tried to make a dang plan, it blows up in my face because all of the factors that I use to make that extensive, you know, that two, three, five-year plan, the factors completely change by the time I get there. So, um <laughs> I I do try to plan for the next year, but I recognize that curveballs always happen. I mean, who who knew COVID was going to happen, right? Um, Yeah, I just got around with it, right? So I think that, yeah, but having that core, that that compass that's saying, is this impactful? Is this meaningful? Okay, then I'll go with it. I think that's, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. I love that. So I have included in your bio, a link to your Teach and Do site your LinkedIn, your YouTube channel, channel, and the book on Amazon. If someone, is there any other socials or any other place where you would like people to connect with you or any other sites that I didn't mention? Oh, absolutely. that's perfect. Thank you so much okay. for including that. I'm really humbled. No, I mean, I'm on a Twitter, like, you know, Twitter as well. But again, LinkedIn is a way to go. That's your place. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's for career professionals. If you want to follow, I think you should follow me. And if you want to look at my um, personal pictures, uh, follow me on Facebook. That's okay. There I'm you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Slada, thank you so much. I, 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 Learned a lot. I learned a lot about you that I didn't know, even though I, you know, researched a little bit before you and I got on the phone. Um, But I love what you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for inviting me, Virginia. It was a pleasure. You've been listening to Resume Storyteller with Virginia Franco. To learn more about storytelling strategies to catch the eye of today's skim online readers, hiring and decision makers, go to www.virginiafrancoresumes.com.
You've been listening to Resume Storyteller with Virginia Franco. To learn more about storytelling strategies to catch the eye of today's skim online readers, hiring and decision makers, go to www.virginiafrancoresumes.com. 